0: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, as always, I am joined by my awesome co-host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. And leave those five-star reviews wherever you listen to your podcast. Help others find the show unless they're your league mates. And (laughs) otherwise, that's that's not great strategy there. We are talking underrated players today, Marcus.
1: I'm really excited, Kate. So we've got some really under-the-radar, underrated guys. And then a couple guys that are just uh, big values at their current ADP. And I'm excited to get into it.
0: Yeah, there's some, there's some disrespect floating around here in the, the Dynasty startup leagues in this atmosphere. There's just a lot of value to be had. And I feel like every single year, I think, gosh, there's so much value. There's so much value. And you know what? I feel like we never learn our lessons because we always leave these guys hanging for one reason or another. Why don't you kick us off for our underrated players for today? Give me your numero
1: uno. Gladly. Uh, I was actually tweeting about this guy this morning, so some people might know who I'm, I'm talking about. For me, Kate... Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's spoiler. It's it's DJ Moore, and I don't quite understand what happened, because um, DJ Moore is just a really good football player. Over the last two years, Kate, back-to-back 1,200-yard seasons, uh, he did miss a game in each season, so uh, you're getting really, really good production. Uh, and actually, if you want to look at just historically how rare that is to have multiple 1,200-yard seasons before the age of 24, uh, there's only been, I believe, four players to ever do it. It's Randy Moss, it's Odell Beckham, it's Mike Evans, and it's DJ Moore. That is the list. And I I, I don't understand why DJ Moore isn't considered a top 10 receiver in Dynasty Leagues. In fact, right now at DLF, uh, he's going as wide receiver 14 and I don't get it because he's so young. I think the quarterback situation is going to be upgraded, or at least I hope. And let's let's just compare him, Kate, to to some of the other receivers going around, going around him or being drafted ahead of him. Like, would you rather have Terry McLaurin or DJ Moore?
0: I would take Terry McLaurin.
1: Now let me make the argument for DJ Moore. Right, he is two years younger than Terry McLaurin, and. McLaurin has never had a 1,200-yard season in his career, while DJ Moore has already had two of them.
0: Yeah, but now he gets Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: That is going to be a a tasty
0: dish. That is going to be a delicious dish, and you know that.
1: I do, but I I, I think Terry McLaurin could potentially get to 1,200 yards, but he would be doing that at age 26. We've already seen DJ Moore do that. I feel like you're getting a significant value. Let me give you another one. How about Chris Godwin, right? Chris Godwin is somebody that we all really, really like in fantasy, um, but he is currently being drafted as wide receiver 13, one spot ahead of DJ Moore. He's about uh, 18 months older. And do you realize that Godwin has only had one season in his NFL career over 850 receiving yards? And DJ Moore has already done that three times. So I, I, I just, I'm a little confused why he's so low here.
0: Definitely disrespected. Um, I, I do think that Chris Godwin is actually also disrespected. He didn't pop up on my list of players just because I thought the margin of disrespect was a little bit smaller with Chris Godwin. But I mean, definitely you, you definitely have a, a nice case there because if anything else, I, I think the question for me is what is DJ Moore's ceiling? But if nothing else, we know the floor is quite high. For a well, player he, like DJ Moore.
1: I, I think if he does get better quarterback play, and I don't know if it's Sam Darnold or somebody else, but the biggest thing holding DJ Moore back is the touchdowns, right? And the uh, we, we saw...
0: Does Sam Darnold help that?
1: I don't know, but I don't think he hurts it, right? Because he's only had four touchdowns in each of the last two seasons. Um, But I do think there's going to be some positive regression here. So if he gets to, let's say, even something like seven or eight touchdowns, which isn't all that unrealistic given what his target load has been over the last two years. Yeah, now we're talking about somebody who is pretty likely going to finish inside the top eight in terms of fantasy points per game.
0: All right. All right. I I don't hate it. I might go make an offer for some DJ Moore there. I want to talk about running back. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears here, but I'm gonna talk about uh, him as a post hype sleeper. Right, Clyde Edwards Allaire, He was the rookie 101 just one year ago in May 2020. He was the 112 in Dynasty startups. Chew on that. The 112 yeah. in Dynasty startups, and we got burned. We all fell for that sexy little. Uh, you know, we, we fell for it. We fell for the flash. We fell for the Kansas City Chiefs, as we always do. And you know what? We got burned just a little bit. But you know what? We don't have any concerns that Damian Williams is returning to the team. Now behind him, we've got Daryl Williams, right? Darwin Thompson, Jarek McKinnon. There is no more Le'Veon Bell to be had. And I checked up their splits. I, I know Le'Veon Bell played a very limited role in the 2020 season, but goodness gracious, if he wasn't just enough to really be a thorn in all of our sides, especially as CH managers. Let's look at the six games that he played without Le'Veon Bell in the 2020 season. Averaged 84 rushing yards per game. 84. Mm-hmm. 17.8 rush attempts per game. He averaged five targets per game. Now All of that took a big downturn once Le'Veon Bell came to the field, and I don't think it's that we just shoveled all of this work to Le'Veon Bell, but again, he had just enough time on the field that it was really a thorn in his side. He averaged, with Le'Veon Bell, 42 rushing yards per game. We saw all of these things just totally drop off. We saw his upside crash, but... No more on Bell. We don't have as many concerns now that they've traded for Orlando Brown. They drafted Creed Humphrey in the third. We don't have all these concerns about the offensive line maybe that we did uh, after they made some shifts at the end of last season. There were some injuries. But it's still the same running back, same high-powered offense, ranking first in points per game, for, or, sorry, first in yards per game, first in pass yards per game. Six in points per game, fifth in red zone trips per game. It's a match made in heaven. I don't think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has done enough to drop that significantly. He's going to be the guy this year. Give me all of the CEH.
1: Yeah, and I think the floor is relatively high, Kate, right? Like last year, he played 13 games. In 10 of those games, he scored at least 11 PPR points. Uh, He had four games last year, again, out of 13 games, where he scored at least 18 PPR points, which that almost guarantees you that you're going to finish as an RB1 that week. So I I know maybe the ceiling wasn't as high as what people were thinking, and I know people in redraft leagues were taking him sometimes inside the top five or six picks. But I think he was way better than what people kind of remember. And I do agree. I think there's a chance that he's just a much better player going into year two. Uh, he dealt with a, a high ankle sprain later in the year. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think, I think that's a good call.
0: And you know what? I just think that we, we are, you know, these creatures. We are these people. We are human. We do not want to be burned once. What's the Michael Scott saying? Like, fool me once. fool me once fool me twice Uh, shame on me I don't remember what Michael Scott (laughs) said but CH was an RB1 in his six game span without Le'Veon Bell give him another shot let's stop being so hurt Uh, CH all the way let's take a quick break and then I want to get back into our underrated dynasty assets of the week
1: Just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today.
0: Are you ready to try the best tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber option with Bilt Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon-almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple-almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code LOCKEDON. Go check out BuiltBar.com promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back into the Locked on Dynasty football podcast. We are talking underrated assets. So these are potential buy lows for you in your fantasy football league. Maybe after you hear this episode, you're going to go out and make a couple of trade offers because maybe we sold you on some of these guys and you're going to have to let us know at Locked on Dynasty. But Marcus, give me your second underrated value in Dynasty startups right now.
1: All right, Kate, I'm going to let you guess to see who, if you know who this player is. Uh, this is wide receiver 38 right now in startup leagues. He has three straight 1,000 yard seasons. He scored 28 touchdowns over the last three years. He caught a career high 100 passes in 2020. He's missed only one career start, and he's tied to one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Tyler Lockett. I I don't understand why Tyler Lockett is going so low. Uh, He's been the model of consistency over the last three years. And every single season... We're seeing the Seattle Seahawks give him more opportunities. You look in 2018, he had 70 targets. In 2019, he had 110 targets. 2020, he had 132 targets. Now, I don't think it's fair to assume that it's going to all of a sudden go up to 150 targets this year. We don't even need that for him to continue to be a, a really efficient and really good fantasy player for us. And I think, Kate, right now, you can get him just at absolutely bargain bin prices. And I think it's because... People are a little scared off because of the age. He does turn 29 in September, but he's still a really, really good player that has a great chemistry with with Russell Wilson. I'm looking at some trades right now, uh, courtesy of DLF, and you can get him for like Michael Pittman, Mike Williams straight up. I saw a trade for 306 straight up, uh, back end of the second round pick straight up. Uh, this is somebody who I think pretty pretty much every week is going to finish as a wide receiver, too. We know he has the potential to have wide receiver one weeks. Um, yes, DK Metcalf is going to get a, a lot more targets as he continues to grow, uh, but this is just a really solid receiver that can score, you know, double-digit touchdowns every single season.
0: And you know what? He made some money on a contract. You got to mm-hmm. love that that financial investment in a wide receiver. I mean... Tyler Lockett, he has been the perennial guy where you say he has to regress, he has to regress because he pretty much, gosh darn near, has a perfect passer rating from Russell Wilson when well, targeted. That's didn't ridiculous.
1: Little, yeah, he did regress a little bit last year. We saw his yards per reception actually drop down to 10.5. I don't think that's going to be the case at all this year. I expect that to go back up to his career average of 13. And if he's able to... to keep up that target share and catch around 100 passes you're looking at maybe a 1200 1300 yard receiver
0: i don't hate it uh let's go ahead i want you to give me our last one because my two guys my last two they sort of tie in together so i want to close out the show with that if you're not too out of breath i want to hear (laughs) your next guy give it to us
1: it's Raheem Mostart, and I know there's a lot of reasons to be down on Raheem Mostart, whether that's because the 49ers drafted my guy, Trey Sermon, or because of the injury history. But I do want to say that whenever Raheem Mostart has played, he's actually been really, really good. Even in the eight games that he played last year, uh, he was dealing with injuries. He only played over 50% of the snaps once. Uh, he In those eight starts, he averaged over 84 total yards per game, which is... Perfectly acceptable for an RB2, Kate, right? Like you'll take 84 yards and a couple couple receptions every game. In his last 17 games played, including the playoffs, he has over 1,500 total yards and 16 touchdowns. So basically averaging 100 yards and a touchdown a game, that is absolutely insane. Plus, you're getting him at such a cheap price right now, running back 34. Look at all what's happened for for. Uh, over the last couple months, right? Tevin Coleman, gone. Jarek McKinnon, gone. Jeff Wilson, hurt. Going to miss multiple months into the season. There's only two, you know, rookies behind him. I would have to assume that in week one, Raheem Mostart is going to be the starter. And if he plays 45, 50% of the snaps, he's going to be at least an RB2, if not better. Uh, I think he's somebody worth trading for right now, considering he is so, so cheap.
0: Yeah, that's been the really nice thing about Raheem Mostard is that he hasn't relied on necessarily a really high snap count to get those no. those no. big fantasy points. He's a very high-ceiling prospect, and I think we're finally starting to see maybe that, that risk that we're looking at in terms of his ability to stay healthy, the other assets on the field. We're finally starting to see that risk built into his ADP, and yeah, might be the time to buy let's go ahead we're going to take another quick break and when we get back we will close out the show with a double header from one offense that i want to talk about as underrated
1: wanted to tell you guys about bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but nba mlb and nhl are in full swing bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit all you have to do is use the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts
0: Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking about underrated assets for your dynasty fantasy football rosters. And I'm going for a twofer here because I Mm -hmm. think there's one offense in general that's just being a little disrespected. I'm, you know, the issue for all of us, I think, in general, we're very impatient beings, right? Mm -hmm. We want immediate production. but. They're not this this team in particular, they're not going for the big splash. Slow and steady wins the race, and I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins. They have built themselves a very uh, sturdy franchise, I think, from the inside out under Mike Flores. He's done a fantastic job of sort of rebuilding that culture. I wasn't sure where it was going, but i I suddenly believe. But to a tug of law, we need to talk about him as an underrated asset because, Man, oh, man, we were talking about him as, you know, the clear-cut quarterback one ahead Mm -hmm. of his injury, right? In this draft class, we thought there was no competition. It was Tua, then it was Joe Burrow, right? Yep, yep. Then came that devastating hip injury, which nearly ended his career. It was terrifying, but... After that he dropped to the number five draft pick and I'm going to still say it I don't think he would have drafted to uh, he would have fallen to number five if it weren't for this devastating hip injury. there were still plenty of questions coming into the draft about were you going to see the same TuA and guess what spoiler alert we did not see the same TuA <laughs> we did not and that's okay. I think we need to give him a little bit of a break. To a tug of a low, he's been an accurate quarterback. Maybe doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, but he can play the game of football very well. And last year, in his first returns to the field, again, after a totally devastating injury, I don't think we saw him maybe as mentally ready as we could have seen him coming into this position as soon as he hit that one-year mark, it was just like, all right, two is good. He, They said one year. They said one year. We're going to put him in. And then they just sort of played flip-flop between him and Wren Fitzpatrick. I think they just got, they wanted the best of both worlds. Develop your rookie, sure. But they got a little too close to competing, and I don't think they were expecting that. And I think it really threw a wrench in things. But Let's forget, let's not forget that Tua has a really, really nice, talented wide receiver core at this point. I love the fact that they signed Will Fuller. He is only suspended for one game in the 2021 season. They added Jalen Waddle, who they do have prior experience playing together. I will say I was a little disappointed. I pulled up the splits with Jalen Waddell with Tua versus Mac Jones. Not fantastic. Not fantastic whatsoever, but Jalen Waddell is an explosive player. I think, I mean, adding, adding Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle side-by-side, that exponentially raises the ceiling for every single asset on that offense. But you look at what he was able to accomplish as a passer, very highly graded in short and intermediate throws. Could he do some work down the field still? Sure, he could. He rated third third and passer rating in his final season on throws 20 plus yards. We didn't see the real Tua last season. The narrative is totally off with Tua. He, you know, we had this, this whole idea that he was going to be the guy. It took one season of him returning from injury to say that, no, he is not the guy. The narrative's just completely off. I'm so mm-hmm. confused about what happened with Tua. Even, even uh, just this idea that he didn't throw the ball down the field in his weeks as a starter, he had an average depth of target of eight yards. Joe Burrow averaged depth of target in that same span, eight point two yards per target. Is that is that that significant of a of a dip where you're going to say you know Tua's not targeting the ball down the field? How about against Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert averaged seven point five yards for his average depth of target. Tua was throwing the ball deeper than Joe uh-huh. than Justin Herbert. I I'm ugh, I don't know why I'm so heated, but uh, Tua, he, you know, I, I think we have to give him a little bit more credit in you know the way he returned from a very traumatic injury. It's probably going to take a little bit of time. We always hear when people are returning from these big time injuries, it takes you a little while to trust your body again. Maybe we're going to see take Tua take a big step forward. They did upgrade. The receiving weapons there, you still have Mike Goseki, you still have Devontae Parker, but he's being drafted as the quarterback fourteen. And I do think his ceiling is higher than that.
1: Yeah, I mean I think there's two ways to look at it. There you can look at this from a actual football, you know, is Tua gonna be a franchise quarterback? I don't know. I do agree with you though. He was the consensus number one pick for most of the 2019 season before his injury. Um, I think he was, you know, we were talking about tanking for Tua because that's how good of a prospect he was. And then he has that hip ser- hip injury. Uh, we don't have to get into that, but I do want to talk about what he did when he was actually on the field last year, Kate. So in his uh, final eight starts, right. And there was a, you know, a game against the Rams where they really didn't let him do a lot, but the final eight starts, He averaged over 20.5 fantasy points per game, which you'll absolutely take that if you just look at the averages for quarterbacks last year. That puts him inside the top 10. Um, And there was even a game against the Raiders where he was pulled at halftime. And I think... Now that he's got a year under his belt, I think they've improved the offensive line. I think they've got better weapons, as you mentioned, with Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle. I do think twenty and a half points per game is something that's very reasonable for a seventeen-game schedule. So uh, I, I'm agree with you. I think I think there's a chance to is far better than that, but I do think uh, at quarterback fourteen, he is underrated right now.
0: Yeah, and as we talked about before i'm gonna i'm gonna make this a twofer i want to talk about will fuller Mm -hmm. will fuller i i can't understand what's going on with will fuller because yes he is suspended for one game but again we're talking dynasty fantasy football a one game absence for a suspension i do not care i do not care about a one game absence because you know what i'm going for the long haul here right Mm -hmm. i want all of that upside I'll take it all. I think we are so undervaluing Will Fuller. Right now, he's going as the wide receiver 44. (laughs) 44. What in the world is that about? I have not a single clue in the entire world because we saw him perform as a true wide receiver one when he was made the focal point within the offense. I said it before, you know, the the narrative that Tua can't throw the ball down the field, it's, it's a little overblown for me.
1: Right, right.
0: I, I do think that he is going to be able to connect with Will Fuller. And no, I don't think he has the arm strength of a Deshaun Watson. But, I mean, Will Fuller, you get the ball in his hands. He's got the speed to make all of the plays that you need him to make down the field. I, I don't understand why we're valuing Will Fuller this way. I don't know if it's that there's some fear maybe uh because he was healthy last season maybe that you know whatever performance enhancing uh substance he was on it did that help his health or you know what what was the narrative there i think there are plenty of questions there to ask about will fuller and what his long-term longevity is but he's got you know he's 27 years old yes not not a spring chicken by any means but that's generally the, you know, the sort of age we see these wide the pie, receivers really right. ripen. And,
1: yeah
0: uh, you know, we, we see them sort of level out into what they're going to be for the rest of their careers. And we saw Will Fuller have a very, very good season in 2020. He's being drafted behind guys like Chase Edmonds, Michael Pittman, hmm. Terrace Marshall. I'm going to take the upside on Will Fuller and... You know, that, that sample size that I've already seen from Will Fuller any day, the upside's just so high.
1: I, I agree with you. So there's a couple ways we can look at this. First and foremost, in his last 18 games, uh, he's about 1,400 yards and 11 touchdowns, which is just absolutely incredible. Now, there are some games in there which he got hurt early and he played like 5% of the snaps and, you know, just basically gave you nothing. Most of the time, we know when those games are coming because he's limited all week long with an injury, or maybe he doesn't practice, and maybe you just don't start him that those games. And then there's the other argument: well, he's missed you know so much time over the last you know a couple of years. He's actually only missed ten starts, which sounds like a lot, but it's it's not really. Um, Will Fuller is one of these guys where if he has a full week of practice and he's relatively healthy, you're going to start him because he's going to give you. <laughs> most weeks low end wide receiver one production and when he's not healthy you just don't play him and that's the beauty of his adp and his cost right now kate is you can afford to be a little bit picky with will fuller hey if you feel like he's not 100 percent, just leave him on your bench this week let's let's wait and see how he plays um i i I think it's a great call because i do think he's one of the most undervalued and under uh, uh underappreciated players in fantasy right now
0: oh absolutely he went on a six game streak all right a 6 game touchdown streak in the 2020 season weeks 1 through 12 where he was actually active ahead of his suspension he was the wide receiver 5 mm-hmm. that's bonkers that is such high upside he capped his season with ironically um you know at 6 uh 6 catch 171 <laughs> receiving yard two touchdown game uh of course and then the the pd stuff comes out but i mean all of the risk is baked into the cost finally and i'm all in i love me some will fuller i apparently love miami this year i'm i'm actually yeah. finally buying yeah. in they've done a really good job in their rebuild and i'm i'm color me impressed i'll take it all day Everybody, let us know who your underrated guys are. Who are you targeting right now in your dynasty startups? Who are you trading to acquire at low value, low cost? We want to hear it. Uh, Let us know at Dynasty. Give me a follow, Kate, at FFBallBlast. And, of course, give Marcus a follow to the best co-host in the world at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you next week.